0: be canceled. There are two alternatives, Wednesday, June the 8th at 6, or next Sunday, June 12 at 1. Now, if you're going to be working with children, you do need to have one of the trainings. If you have any questions, just contact Kristen Frederick. This past week, actually, Yesterday and Friday, we hosted the West Ohio annual conference in this room. Uh, if you get a chance to go on the West Ohio conference website, you can see pieces and all of, actually most of that is available The worship services are there. But we wanted to let you know that during the annual conference, our own Jim Hall, Reverend Jim Hall, uh, received the, evangel- the pastor's evangelism, uh, Denman evangelism award for his work During the the pandemic, getting uh, his small church online and then providing ongoing podcasts uh, and and encouragement, and people came and and were part of that congregation as a result of his efforts. And so if you know Jim, and many of us do, send him a little note of congratulations. It was great that he received that award. When you came in today, I hope that you had a moment to stop by the, the, uh, the, the poster that we have created. Uh, Blair Bickle wrote, uh, drew the tree, and we invite you to put the leaves on the branches and there are little um, little ink pots, and you just put your, put your thumb or your finger, and then write your name, and it'll be a beautiful uh, gift that we can give to Pastor Clara when she comes to be with us on June the 26th. Also that day, there'll be receptions at all the services, so you get a chance to meet her personally, but uh, don't forget to stop by. If you didn't do it on the way in, stop by on the way out, and put a leaf on the tree uh, for Pastor Clara as a welcome. We are called to feed the children, and we get a chance to do that here in our community. Uh, June 27 to July 1st is um, the... the, um, the um Summer Lunch Club, couldn't remember what we call it, Summer Lunch Club, where we actually make a meal, take it to the schools, and you can help in a variety of ways. There are lots of pieces that we need to have taken care of. If you simply sign up on your connection card today, someone will call you and let you know how you can, uh, how you can help us with that. These are the announcements that we have this morning. We're pleased uh, that uh, you have chosen to be with us today. Take a moment to read those announcements at home today. Listen now as Deb Chalk of these plays for us a hymn that is most appropriate for this day, an arrangement of Spirit of God, Descend Upon My Heart. Deb? Deb? Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own language, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, ha! They're just filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and on your sons and your daughters, and they shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even upon my slaves, both men and women. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall turn to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Will you stand as we are called to worship? Come, Holy Spirit, ignite our hearts with joy and confidence. Come, Holy Spirit, fill us with the power of the rushing wind that we may faithfully serve you in all that we do. Come, Holy Spirit, be with us today. Help us to boldly proclaim Christ risen. O Spirit of the living God, let us sing together. the sacrament of baptism, we are incorporated into God's holy church. And through the pandemic, we had some families and some individuals who were baptized, and we wanted to make sure that you all know your responsibility and get a chance to welcome these precious ones into your life and into our life together. This morning, um, we baptized Eleanor and, and uh, Eleanor's meet, Eleanor Ruth's meeting, and she's the daughter of Nicholas and Megan, Megan and uh, she was baptized at 8 o'clock this morning, and a delightful addition to our family. Then we wanted to let you know that Parker Jo Hemingway, daughter of Eric and Jennifer Hemingway, there she is, she does lots of swinging, she was baptized on June 12, 2021, and this morning, we'd like to introduce to you and invite you to simply come up here. And we're going to step down so you can bring the kids up. Um, Colin and Fletcher Obrovic, sons, twin sons of Brett and Emily Obrovic, they were baptized on July twenty fifth, twenty twenty. And the whole family's come to provide support. That's wonderful. And then Lily Speck, daughter of Jared and Debbie Speck, received baptism on January. 15th, 2022. Now, these are our responsibility and our joy. So, members of the household of God, I commend all of these families into your love and care. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. How will you respond? We give thanks for all that God has already given you, and we welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, our witness that in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Will you help me welcome these families and these new children in the life? Thank you so much. The Lord bless you. Will you pause with me now as we quiet our hearts for a time of prayer together? Oh God, you are present with us in more ways than we can count. Like when you turn our confusion into order, condemnation into deliverance, and isolation into fellowship. We thank you for all the ways you are one with us. We thank you for bringing us together in creation by stamping your image upon us and through Christ by manifesting your love for us and at Pentecost by sending your spirit upon us. You have spared no effort in your search for us and for this, O oh God, we are so grateful and yet we must plead guilty to not returning the compliment. Not only do we fail to seek you as you seek us, but sometimes we run from you after you find us. And instead of turning to you for counsel and direction, we turn to others or just trust our own judgment. Instead of looking to Christ for his example, we imitate our neighbors. Instead of seeking a common tongue, we multiply the tongues of pride And the result is that we are confused persons in the midst of a confused people seeking not one tongue of common love but the many tongues of private ambition working not to bring humanity together but rather to fracture and keep it apart. Forgive us, O God, for betraying your desire to make us one. Forgive us for failing to see that we cannot go it alone without going astray. Forgive us for thinking that we can realize your destiny for the world without working together as a community. Help us to realize that the Holy Spirit, which is working to affect our union with you in heaven, is also working to affect our union with our neighbors here on earth. Oh God, let your spirit descend upon us as it descended upon the crowds in Jerusalem. Let it strike us mightily as a wind blowing away the chaff of pride. Let it burn within us as a tongue of fire consuming the dross of our selfishness. And let it lead us forth into the world proclaiming the dawn in which the young see visions and the old dream dreams and pursuing your mission in a community bent on becoming the very body of Christ. We are your children, O Lord, joint heirs with Christ to all your gracious gifts. Let us not betray our heritage. As Christ served his heritage by revealing you to others, let us serve our heritage by revealing Christ to the world. O God, let us never forget that the church of Jesus Christ is as dependent upon the spirit for its life as it is for its birth. It is the Spirit who gives us the the faith to envision one world, the the motivation to love all its people, the determination to discern the needs, and the will to serve them in the name of Christ our Savior. So we pray not merely for an increase in the the membership of the church, but rather for the outpouring of your Spirit upon all of us, Let it come upon us with the power that compels, the the truth that convicts, and the love that converts. But Pentecost cease to be a past just to be remembered, become a living reality again and again in the present to be experienced. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. We are so pleased that Justin Swain is with us today. Uh, he's um, the manager of musicology and also teaches there, and he's also on the faculty of Ohio University. Justin sings for us today, Spirit of God.
1: Spirit of- of God, descend upon my heart. wean it from sin through all its pulses move. Stoop to my weakness, mighty as thou art, and make me love. I ask no dream, no prophet, ecstasies, no sudden rending. Of
2: Thank you, Justin, for your gift of music with us this morning. Today's gospel lesson comes to us from the 14th chapter of the Gospel of John, verses 8 through 17 and 25 through 27. I invite us to hear these words. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If, you, if in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I've said these things to you while I am still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not let them be afraid. Friends, this is the word of God for all God's children. Thanks be to God. Let us respond together in song. Thou who art over us, Thou who art one of us, Thou who simply art, give each of us a pure heart that we may see Thee, a humble heart that we may hear Thee, a heart of love that we may serve Thee, and most of all, a heart of faith that we may always abide in Thee. This is our hope. This is our prayer this day. Amen. Amen. I've always wanted to be a good communicator and a skillful preacher. But before that, however, I know that I must be a good listener. As someone has said, a preacher must listen six days a week, listening to God and and listening to the congregation's hopes, fears, and aspirations for the right to speak one day a week. Experience has taught me this. And I have to agree. It's not just about me and what I need to hear on a Sunday morning. It is also about you and what God wants each one of us to see, hear, and experience. A pastor must be seen working more than just 15 minutes or so each worship service one day a week. (laughs) Darn, I guess I should not have mentioned that. I hope that you were just not listening. There goes my six-day weekend. (laughs) But I believe that listening is the most essential part of communication. I'm so glad that my wife, Melissa, is here to hear me confess that. But in every relationship, our ability to listen and know what other people are getting at or where they are coming from, is vital. The art of listening has got to be one of the chief characteristics of a faithful disciple. To be able to walk a mile in someone else's shoes, to be able to hoe the same row, so to speak, or to meet another person within their own perspective and experience of life is vitally important. Jesus, by example, had taught his disciples how to listen, how to meet others where they were, and how to follow in his footsteps. Now, I believe that we all want to be good listeners, but sometimes our need to be heard gets in the way. Our world has shown us how difficult, how very, very difficult it is just to listen There are so many voices clamoring for our attention, shouting out to be heard. There is so much noise. And the problems that we face can seem so enormous that some of us have just given up on listening. And it doesn't help that there are so many different communication styles And these styles of communication sometimes result from differences in language or culture, economics, education, and class. And there are no better or worse styles. There are just different communication styles. And these differences make it challenging sometimes to listen and to understand the voices all around us and the voices right next to us. Is there any hope? any hope that we can understand one another. It reminds me of premarital counseling and talking with engaged couples about the differences they bring into a marriage relationship. And these differences usually come from their upbringing and their life experiences. I try my best to help couples realize that they bring their own unique perspective into that relationship. And that these experiences are are not better or worse than the other. Sometimes they're just different. However, they have to decide. They have to decide how they will live with these different perspectives and then create a perspective that becomes, over time, their very own. It involves listening to each other compromising and discussing expectations in their relationship even small things right like taking out the trash or cooking cleaning timeliness etc they get to choose together who they want to be and become Now I use a variety of exercises with with these premarital couples and it's always fascinating and insightful to use these same exercises with couples who've been married for a number of years. You learn, you still learn a lot about relationships. But I'll never forget being on spring break um, one year and reading a book that, that I was going to use for premarital counseling with a couple that I was going to marry. And as I was reading, I highlighted and underlined as I went, thinking specifically about this couple. Well, I decided to take a break from reading and went swimming. And when, when I returned back to my chair, my wife Melissa had a horrified look on her face. <laughs> she had read what I highlighted and underlined and thought I was referring to our marriage. <laughs> Needless to say, it led to some listening and, and discussing. <laughs> but friends, we must listen. Jesus expects nothing less of us. The the text today from Acts, the story of Pentecost, is really about listening. This moment is another instance where God reveals God's self. And this account has so many things that can grab a hold of our attention and and stimulate our senses. The rush of the wind against our face, the the warmth of the flames, the, the taste and the smell of food from many different cultures gathered together in one place. The kaleidoscope of skin colors and dress but probably the most evident is the cacophony of different languages, the different voices speaking all at once. Here were all of these people, faithful Jews from every nation of the world. The whole world was represented there in one place, a babbling confusion of all sorts of languages. How on earth would they get together? How could they hope to listen to one another? How could they overcome the differences and all that divided them? Then there was a a rush of wind. I was at the eight o'clock service. I was hoping the wind would kick up. It didn't until later on in the service. But there was a a rush of wind, a shaking of the foundations, and the Spirit of God descended, and they all could listen to one another and they could all understand. Unbelievable. But do we believe it? Do we believe it? Not that do we believe that such a spiritual kind of listening could have happened back then, but do we believe that it still happens today? Is the Holy Spirit powerful enough to overcome the historic and deep boundaries that frustrate our our listening and our communicating with one another? Is the Holy Spirit still present and working in our lives to hold us together despite what we see and experience all around us. Yes, says the church. Yes, the Holy Spirit still gives us, each one of us, the ability to overcome our own differences, our own closed-mindedness, our own closed-eared deafness to one another. We often forget that we have been gifted, gifted to listen and to work through And overcome our differences. We are not. We are not meant to allow those things both inside and outside the church, things that seemingly have more power to divide us, to prevent us from establishing and maintaining God's kingdom here on earth as it will be and as it is in heaven. Hopefully, we have all experienced and know the moment of grace. When we were were trying so hard to listen and then to express ourselves, trying to enable a relationship with another person, providing space to listen and to communicate with another, and the other person at last says, oh, yeah, I get it. What you're saying is this. And, And you say, yes. Yes, that's it. Friends, that's a sacred moment. (laughs) I hope that we find ourselves saying that every Sunday morning about this time in in the service. Yes, I get it. (laughs) But friends, that's a gracious moment, a gift, maybe even a a miracle. We Christians believe that that such gracious moments of, of listening and communicating result from the Holy Spirit being set loose in our lives, set loose among us. It's not just a coincidence. And it's not even under our own power. It's God's Spirit working in and through and between us. We Christians believe that it is within our our baptism, the sealing of the Holy Spirit upon our lives, that we are initially taught to listen that we are taught to speak and to understand the same language not a language reserved for a select few or for only those who can interpret it but a language understood by everyone the language of grace the language of forgiveness the language of love that's the spirit Now, less than a month ago, I I preached about Jesus never giving up on us and his his willingness to always communicate with us. And I kid you not, someone last week, last Sunday, asked me for a copy of that very sermon. Someone was listening. (laughs) But here's what I shared, and I quote my own sermon. Listening takes work. Listening takes patience and persistence, practice, and the ability for us to distinguish patterns. And listen to some of these descriptions of how God speaks to us and see if we can discern a pattern. If, we hear, if, a, if a voice that we hear calls us to be faithful, to be true to our word, to keep our promises, it is of God. If a voice invites us to break our promises or lie, it is not of God. If we hear an invitation to spend more of our life focused on others, to measure our success by the difference that we can make in someone else's life, it is probably of God. If a voice that we hear calls us to be a peacemaker, to do justice and to spread hope, it is of God. Do you hear Pentecost going on right now? I do. I hear what they're saying. It's a language of love. Friends, if we hear an encouragement to live life to its fullest, to set aside anger, forgive and forgive some more, it is of God. If we hear a voice that tells us that, that a gracious God loves us deeply and that we are a child of God and no one can take that away from us, then that is a voice of God. As Christians, we choose to believe that God has claimed us and named us through the life, ministry, death, and resurrection of Jesus, that we belong to God. And no one, nothing in this life can change that. But if we hear a voice, a voice that tells us that we are not worth it, that there is no hope for us, then that is not a voice from God. Our increased ability and our our willingness to listen can help help us create those life-giving patterns. Listening to the voice of God leads us to knowing and being known. Listening leads us to experience life, not just an eternal life promised sometime in the future, but life now in all of its fullness." End quote of that sermon. (laughs) But in sharing a previous, a bit of a previous sermon, I I sort of feel like the pastor who, who walked to the pulpit on their first Sunday and opened up the Bible and preached a powerful sermon that was biblically sound, theologically accurate, and applicable to the congregation's everyday life, and people in the pews nudged each other and said, hey, this is just who we need. Then on the second Sunday, the pastor walked to the pulpit, opened up the Bible, preached a powerful sermon that was biblically sound, theologically articulate, and applicable to the congregation's everyday life, and yet it was that same sermon from the week before. Though a little strange, the congregation did not mind much. Each person remarked about the depth of Scripture and how they learned something new in the second hearing of the same sermon. The pastor walked to the pulpit on the third Sunday, read the same passage, preached the same sermon. And while the congregation was confident that this pastor was the preacher God had called to their church, they grew, and probably rightly so, a little concerned. And a few members approached the staff-pastor-parish relations committee and said, if the pastor dares to preach that same sermon one more time, you'll need to have a talk with the pastor. <laughs> I think you know where this is going. The pastor walked into the pulpit on the fourth Sunday, read the same passage, and preached the exact same sermon And after the service, the staff pastor parish relations committee requested a few moments of the pastor's time. The pastor invited them into the office and asked, what can I do for you? (laughs) They answered, we are a bit concerned that you keep preaching the same sermon every Sunday. Our question is, do you have another sermon? (laughs) The preacher took off his glasses, folded his arms, and responded... I have another sermon, but the church hasn't heard and responded to the first one yet. (laughs) Friends, look at this congregation. Look around at one another. Sure, we have our differences. There are and will be many factors that divide us, the same factors that divide any gathering of human beings. Yet, in the great grace of God, we are all together And we do listen, and we do understand. And that's God's Spirit. That's God's gift to us. We come to this place expressing our needs, our concerns, our desires to know God and one another, and through the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, it's possible. Friends, we would be in trouble We would all be in trouble if it were solely up to us. Thank God. Thank God that we are not left alone. And thank God that the Spirit still speaks to us, prays with us, and guides us this day and every day of our lives. Amen.
0: listened and heard and responded in so many ways. We thank you for your ongoing and generous support of the ministries and the life of this congregation. This is a Communion Sunday and at the rail there are baskets to receive your Second Mile benevolence offering. And this is the offering that we're able to use to meet specific needs of folks here in our community and you have been so generous, and you have made a difference in the lives of our brothers and sisters here. We invite our ushers to come now to wait upon us receiving tithes and offerings, and you'll be blessed by a special song.
1: Every time I feel the Spirit moving in, I will pray, every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, I will pray. Upon the mountain my Lord spoke, out of his mouth came fire and smoke. All around me looks so fine. I ask the Lord, could it be mine? Yes, every time I feel the spirit moving in my heart, I will pray. Yes, every time I feel the spirit moving in my heart, I will I have sorrows I have woe and I have heartache here below But while God leads me I'll not fear for I am sheltered by his care Yes every time I feel the spirit moving in my heart I will pray Yes every time I I feel the spirit moving in my heart.
0: We are grateful that you reach into our hearts and touch us and move us. We thank you for the opportunity we have of responding by giving tithes and offerings a part of who we are and all of our life and purpose. We dedicate to you and to your service. This we do in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sins before God and one another. Merciful Merciful God, God, we confess confess that that we we have have not not loved you with with our whole heart.
2: We we have have failed to be an an obedient
0: church. church. We We have have not not
2: done done your your will. will. We We have have broken broken your law. We We have have rebelled against your love. love.
0: In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven.
2: In the the name name of Jesus Christ, Christ, you are forgiven. Glory glory to God. God. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you.
0: And also with you.
2: Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the
0: Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise.
2: It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, brought us to a land flowing with milk and honey, and set before us the way of life. And so, with your people on earth and all of the company of heaven, we praise your name and we join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy 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 Lord, Lord, God God of power power and might, Might. heaven Heaven and and earth earth are full of your glory. glory. Hosanna Hosanna in in the the highest. highest. Blessed Blessed is the the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Lord. Hosanna Hosanna in
0: the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. At his baptism in the Jordan, you sent your spirit upon him and declared him your beloved son. With your spirit upon him, he turned away to the temptations of sin. Your spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people." He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he had promised to, to be with us always, baptizing us with the Holy Spirit and with fire, as on the day of Pentecost. On the night in which he gave himself for us, he took bread On the day you raised him from the dead, he was recognized by his disciples in the breaking of the bread, and in the power of your Holy Spirit, your church has continued in the breaking of the bread and the sharing of the cup. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ Christ has died, died. Christ Christ is is risen, Christ 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 will will come come again. again.
2: Pour out your Holy Spirit on each of us gathered here and upon the families that we represent, and pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us a body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Holy Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all your world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at this heavenly banquet together. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, both now and forever, amen. And now with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray together. Our Father,
0: who 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 art in in heaven, heaven, hallowed be be thy name,
2: thy kingdom come, Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread in which we break and share is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. Friends, this table is open to all those gathered here and those joining us online. You're invited to share in this holy sacrament whether or not you're a member of this or of any congregation. Gluten-free elements are available for those who need them as well as prepackaged elements. As you come forward, you'll be offered hand sanitizer and then given a cut piece of bread and invited to take a cup of juice. Friends, these are God's gifts for us, God's people. I invite those serving to come forward as we commune together. let us pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you've given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the living of our days in the strength of your spirit to be your light in this world. Amen. And now may the love and grace of God, which surpasses all of our understanding, even our imagination, keep our hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ. May the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be among us this day and remain with us forever. Amen.